Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. Justin. Yes, Sydney. We have 30 minutes without the baby. That's true. <laughs> what you, hey. What do you What do you want to do? What do What do I want to do? What do you want to do? 30, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah. Our, no our baby. brothers and sisters are watching the baby. They're watching the baby. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do? Oh, well, Sydney, what I want to do is take a nap. Is there any anything else you might want to do? Well, we got to do the podcast. <laughs> they came to see... We have 30 minutes and you want to do a podcast? Well, we have to do the podcast, so... We have to do it now. It's the time on the tickets. They'll wait. I mean, it's... I don't fine. think they'll they, wait they, for us to right? do that. Seriously. What about it, guys? Are you ready? Are you ready for this uh, podcast show to turn into some sort of weird performance art? <laughs> Shut up! You'll wake the baby. I swear to God. She's right back there. Okay, thanks. All uh, right. You know, you're right. You're right. You know what? Later, maybe I'll just like slip her a little, little Benadryl or something. What? <laughs> you're a physician. Just a, just a little bit. You're a doctor. I mean, it could be worse. I saw that in grown-ups, too. Are, are, are you taking parenting tips from grown-ups, too? Is that wrong? Is that... It's the worst idea of all time. I mean, it could be worse. It could be, like, soothing syrup. That was way worse back when they used to use that. That had, like, opium, and they gave it to babies. I Now, I don't... Okay. <laughs> That's a weird Somebody's offense. into that. Somebody's into Yeah. Babies. Slow that development. Uh, now, I don't, know, I don't know soothing syrup. You remember, we talked about it. We talked about patent medicines, and we talked about like when we gave opium to babies, and there were all kinds of crazy medicines that we used in like the 1800s. Yes. They were fake, except they got you high or drunk or something, so everybody was like, yay. Yeah. These are great. A baby's uh, been asleep for 18 hours. This is this is one of the few topics because of our previous episode uh, mm. on which I'm not a total dullard, which is nice. So for once, for once, so we're gonna do a three-part Sawbone series about the heroes of patent medicine, 
It's kicking off here tonight in Minneapolis. I swear to God, she's a light sleeper. I will come down there. Uh, and, Minneapolis. And don't give your babies Benadryl. That was just a. That's just a joke. If there are any lawyers in the house, no, no, no. we don't do that. Don't do that. So, Sid, who are we talking about tonight? Tonight, I thought we would talk about a really great character from the patent medicine era. His name was Kuzan Dudley LeBlanc. Yeah. Right. Some of his relatives are here tonight. <laughs> Dudley's got some fans. What's up, all you LeBlanc heads? And I think Kuzan was like it was like cousin. But, but with was, a little verb. He was from Nolans. Nolans. Kuzan. I don't know. No, I don't I'm know. not I don't know. Kuzan. I don't know the Cajun thing. I don't know. Anyway, so he was born in 1894, and he he had kind of some like failures first. He wanted to make medicine, but not real medicine, because that's no fun. Let's make medicine that makes people happy. So he made a cough syrup and not much came of that. He made a happy day headache powder, which sounds great. Now we should mention, Sid. Can you can you before we get too deep into Kusan mm-hmm. uh, Dudley? I'm, am I saying that right? All you New Orleans uh, residents out there, is Harry Connick Jr. here? Could he <laughs> could he tell me, critique my singing and also tell me if I'm saying Kusan right? Um, what are patent medicines? Can you can you okay? So patent medicines. It's a misleading name. Exactly. They were not patented. They were medicines, because if they had been patented, they would have had to say what was in them. And specifically, they didn't want to tell you what was in them. Because it was garbage. Yes. (laughs) You were drinking garbage. Nothing in them that would actually cure anything. But they did have fun stuff. Like I said, like opium or marijuana or alcohol. A lot of them had a lot of alcohol. A lot of alcohol. Uh, Cocaine. Cocaine was a popular ingredient. A lot of cokeheads in the audience. Cool? (laughs) I guess. Okay. So they were really well marketed. Love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Not enough cocaine shout outs lately. What's up? Sorry. And Woo! really, this, <laughs> the story of patent medicines is why we have the FDA. Because everybody was like, this cures everything. And then finally the government said, eh, maybe we should make some laws about that. Like you can't just sell stuff with cocaine that says, hey, this will fix your heart attack. <laughs> now it seems like uh, now City I know you pulled that out of thin air it seems like there would be some pretty easy demonstrable evidence fairly piling up fairly quickly people fell for this stuff for a long time yeah but if you say this cures my heart attack I think <laughs> wait a minute well, who's going to sue him <laughs> so now we know what patent medicines are that are by definition, not patented. Not patented. The patent refers to what? It, the patent refers to the, the origin of patent medicines was actually over in Europe like 200 years before they came here. And you would get like a, a king or a duke or an earl or somebody important, somebody royal, to endorse your medicine. And so it was like, it was a king's patent. This is patented by the the duke of... Like Dick. <laughs> The Earl of Sandwich. So you had like a, a piece of paper that said like, this Duke thinks my medicine rocks. And that was your patent. So like our cat food is Dick Van Patten's <laughs> natural balance. That's a Dick Van Patten patent, which is a joke I just wrote for you. <laughs> she, I swear, the podcast will be over. We will hear a crying baby and she will walk off the stage. Uh, sorry, Sid. Do you want to hear about Dudley? Tell me about Kuzan 
Dudley LeBlanc. Okay, so he initially worked as a pants presser, like I said, and then he wanted to make some medicine. <laughs> so he was like, I'm going to start making some medicine. He wasn't really successful, so he went into politics instead, because that's what you do, right? If you can't do anything else, <laughs> go into politics. Why not? Uh, so he served in both houses of the legislature. No. Oh, okay. He ran for governor. Then he wanted, he wanted a win. distinguished career after that and decided to make patent medicines. Um, and he wasn't doing very well, so he finally, he sold, he had an insurance business, he sold that business, and he said, you know, I'm just, I'm not getting anywhere. I gotta find some way to make a ton of money by swindling people. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was already in government, so you think he would have figured it out by then? And he, he whoa, this took a weird libertarian turn all of a sudden. <laughs> Sorry, it's not usually like this. But what was really holding him back is that he was sick. Of what? He didn't feel well. Oh, he was sick. What? What he actually? No, he was just sick. What he actually had, what we know now, is that he had beriberi. He had thiamine deficiency. Okay. Vitamin B one. And so he went to his doctor, and he, was, he told him all his symptoms, and he was like, I don't feel good. And the doctor was like, oh, take this shot of stuff that I made up. This, this is a great shot. I give it to all my patients. They love it. I'm going to give you a shot of it. So he gave him a shot, and after several treatments with this, he started feeling a lot better, which made sense because it was a shot of a bunch of B vitamins. So the doctor was actually fixing him. But Dudley didn't know that. He just thought, whatever's in that shot i got to sell it to people right. <laughs> and make a lot of money. So what actually happened, he, asked, he kept asking the doctor, give me a recipe, man. Let's make a ton of money. I can, I can really make you rich and me if you tell me. And the doctor wouldn't tell him. So at one point, he like tricked the nurse who gave him the shot. He like sweet-talked her, and she wasn't looking. And anyway, he grabbed the bottle, and he had it like analyzed. How do you have it analyzed? Anyway, he figured out what was in it. And he made that formula, B vitamins, and said, I'm going to start selling this to people. And he really did believe, I will say this, he really did believe it was... True believer. Yes. He believed it would cure anything. So he got the formula and he said, "I I need a name for it. And like I said, he'd already started selling this happy day headache powder. So he liked this happy day thing. He thought that sounded good. Yeah. Wait, I feel better already. That's what you want to, when you have a medicine, you want it to be happy day. Yeah. <laughs> happy day cholesterol lowering <laughs> medication. It sounds, like, it sounds like a Japanese imported uh, medicine. <laughs> so he had the happy day company, and then his last name was LeBlanc. So he had Hadacol is what the, what the medicine had a call. Had a call. Happy Day Company. It sounds real. I mean, when you say it, <laughs> try saying that it. right now to yourself. Had a call. It sounds like a real medicine. When you asked him later, in later years, why did you call it that? He would say, well, I had to call it something. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, as, a, as a dad, I can appreciate that. <laughs> That hits me right in my spot. You like that? That's right. I thought, up my I thought you'd like that. I'm going to put, hold on one second. <laughs> I'm going to tuck that one in the old pocket. What's for in later. his dad jacket now? Yeah, put that in my dad jacket. So, do you want to know what was in it? What yeah. was really in it? Okay. Really, what was in it in Hadacol was a couple vitamins B1, 2, 6, 5, niacin, iron, manganese, calcium, honey, citric acid, hydrochloric acid, but most importantly, it was 12% alcohol. All right. So there you go. 
And the amount of alcohol in an eight ounce bottle, which is what they usually sold, was about like two cocktails, which isn't like a, a ton, well, I mean, it's medicine, so I guess that's a lot for medicine. But like generally, that's not a ton of alcohol, but the hydrochloric acid in it actually made you absorb it a lot faster. Perfect. So They should start adding that to regular alcohol. <laughs> As a busy dad on the go, I can appreciate being able to absorb my alcohol faster than, than uh, just swallowing it. Ugh, who has the time? <laughs> Drink a whole bottle of Hattacol? What am I, made of time? I've got kids to put to bed. And... <laughs> And what She's was laughing because it hits a little close to home. <laughs> and what was it marketed for? Well, everything. Everything. Of course, everything. Cure-all and Cure-all's Cure-nothing. Yeah, That's right. nothing. Um, so basically anything. Blood pressure, ulcers, strokes, asthma, arthritis, diabetes, epilepsy, anemia, cancer, hay fever, whatever you got. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're cancer, listed that fever. way on the bottle. Anemia, uh, cancer, uh, hay fever. Okay. <laughs> that should have been earlier, but that's fine. <laughs> the, the dose you take, one tablespoon, you put it in a half glass water, you take it four times a day. And it was sold in two sizes. Like I said, there was the eight ounce size. And then there was also the 24 ounce size or the family size. <laughs> a little something for everybody in the hat of call ball. You got to share. It's called the dad size. In, in some dry counties, it was actually sold by the shot glass in pharmacies. Like you go to the pharmacy and be like, give me a shot of hat of call. I'm feeling my hay fever is acting up. <laughs> Feeling real anemic here. <laughs> um, there were some places where you could only buy it in liquor stores. Good sign. Good sign. <laughs> and and the great thing about Hadacall was the marketing. Now Dudley would go on to spend way more on advertising than pretty much any of the patent medicine people. At, at one point, he was the second largest um, like spender of advertising dollars in the country. The first being Coca Cola. Yeah. The thing you got to know about patent medicines is it was it was l almost exclusively a marketing play. I mean, for for a time, uh, newspapers in America were uh, able to function because of patent medicine manufacturers. They made up like thirty five something percent of advertising in uh, the nation. Exactly. So they weren't they weren't patented, but they were trademarked and branded out the wazoo, and. Dudley was the king. So he said, you know, it's one thing to sell to adults with your usual ads. Like there was one ad that even had like a picture of Santa Claus saying like, I use how to call too. <laughs> well, like but, then you laugh, 364 days a year, that's fine. <laughs> What's he got to do? Like, can you, can you cut him some slack? He works one night a year. <laughs> We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff 
that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. But Dudley liked the idea that he could enlist, like, young users of How to Call. Like, I need kids yeah. to use this stuff. So he started marketing directly to children. Um, first of all, by inventing a comic book character, Captain How Call. Yeah. Coming this summer from Marvel Studios. <laughs> you've, all, you've all seen uh, uh, John Hamm in the trailer. He looks great in the suit. <laughs> And, and that was good for kids. And teenagers were already getting on board because they, I mean, they got it. They were like, well, I might live in a dry county. I need some how to call, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Real, just my cough. <laughs> it really helps. Do you need to stay home from school, sweetheart? Nope. No, I don't feel like that kind. I feel like the kind where I need how to call. <laughs> so if you could... And his big thing, in addition to marketing to kids, he also had testimonials. Because the thing with a testimonial is that you're not saying it. And there, there were some rules as to, like, if you're selling a medicine, you can't say, this cures cancer. You can say, used for the treatment of, but you couldn't say it cured it. But if you were a patient who took it, you could say whatever you wanted. So you could say, I took Hadacol and it cured whatever, you know, it cured my pneumonia. It cured my tuberculosis. 
you could say that. So that was his big thing was, let's just get people who will come and say they use my product and that it worked on whatever they had. And he would even take pictures of them signing the testimonials so that he could show them, like if he was ever, you know, if the authorities ever showed up, like, look, there they are. They signed it. It's cool. Uh, Some of them were really outlandish. One of my favorite was, (laughs) two months ago, I could not read or write. (laughs) I took four bottles of (laughs) Hadakal, and now I'm teaching school. Two questions. <laughs> Just one. Is he sure he took Hadakal? Because there's really no way for him to prove it. Because he can't read. <laughs> well, you guys aren't into illiteracy. We've got cocaine fans that don't like illiteracy jokes. Great. Cool crowd. <laughs> Twin cities. And... <laughs> Whenever the FDA would step in and say, hey, look, what you're saying is crossing the line. You know, that's a little too much. I don't think you can back that up. He'd just make it more vague. At one point, the slogan for Hadakal was, Hadakal is good for what ails you if what ails you is what Hadakal was good for. That's amazing. That's a great... So pretty good. It's like the nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee of his, <laughs> of his time. And it, and it was working. He was making, by 1949, he was making $24 million a year Whoa. on Hadakal. Selling hat, one, one thing, selling Hadakal. But he was also spending a million a year on advertising. So like I said, I mean, he was, he was the king. And he, he continued this whole thing about like, well, we've already got this Captain Hadakal comic book character. We really need to get the, the kid market. Lock <laughs> we really it down. We need to get more kids into Hadakal. So he started with like Hadakal dolls, like squirt guns. Um, they were like... Just blast a Hadakal right in. <laughs> kids, time to get your Hadakal extreme. <laughs> <laughs> With the super drunker. <laughs> Blast it. You could get, of course, had to call t-shirts, had to call lipstick. There were cowboy holsters that said had to call on them. And you put your had to call squirt guns. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, quick draw. Quick drunk. <laughs> he, he was a, a, the, 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 when was this time period? Or in like 1949, 1950s, early 1950s. Th- sometimes you might look around and think like, man, I'm living in the coolest time period ever. Can you believe we have teleportation, sort of. We have jetpacks. We have, we have virtual reality. There was a time period in this nation where you could walk down the street and see kids with... A t- you could see drunk kids with holsters full of more alcohol. Like, can you imagine going about your business and you just see a kid looking like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm turnt. You're, you're eight. You're not turnt. That was a cool time period. Let me live back then. Mad Men didn't go back far enough. I want to see Don Draper with a cocktail sitting next to a seven-year-old with, like, a big cowboy hat on. Like, oh, what's up? A tough day, huh? <laughs> just, squirt, just blasting some more call. There was 
actually, I was thinking about this when I was putting this together. There was actually an episode of Mad Men. Do you remember that when they got all, they all got shots of something and they all kind of went nuts? Yeah. I bet it was something like this. Yeah. It was not had a call, but something in that, just to, on a side note. Just think about that. Anyway. Yep. Um, so with the kids, he, he, like I said, he really wanted to get kids involved. Because who doesn't? So key. <laughs> Who's Got not it. thinking about the I kids I believe first? the children are our future. <laughs> so he would give kids free Hadakal gift cards. Like, take this to your pharmacy, and you can get one free bottle of Hadakal. And he knew, like, kids don't want a free bottle of Hadakal. So what they would do is he actually would, would convince the kids cool to kids. sell cool the Hadakal. Cool kids want a free bottle well, of Hadakal. Well, yeah. Teenagers would just drink it, but little kids would, would go get their free bottle of Hadakal and then try to sell it to their neighbors. <laughs> so how much better would that be instead of them showing up with like, do you want some magazines? <laughs> do, do you want to buy, I don't know, whatever are you, they're, whatever are you, cool you want to sponsor me in the walk for whatever? No, instead the kid shows up, he's like, do you, do you party? <laughs> You cool? So he had like a whole child army of <laughs> salesmen selling his alcoholic Hadakal. Um, and you could also, you could get Hadakal box tops. And do what, 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 what are those good for? You could trade those in for things like roller skates and air rifles. So, <laughs> so then the kids are like going to mom and dad like, mom, 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 get me some Hadakal for the box top. I'm still working my way through the last few bottles. Get out of here, Rusty. <laughs> that was also, and I think we've mentioned this before, this was also the time where there were medicine shows. So there were these, like, traveling carnivals that would go all over the country, and they would, the, the whole purpose was to sell you something. So in this, in the, at this time, had a call. But they would also have, like, movies and, and theatrical performances and songs and, like, strongmen and all kinds of crazy things. Um, but at the end of the day, all they were really trying to do was convince you, like, buy this stuff. The admission to any of his medicine shows were two box tops from had a call. Self-perpetuating cycle, I'm into it, that. Exactly. Um, and he would create like these huge radio promos anywhere that his medicine show would go. That was the big thing is, is he knew he was going to hit a town and ahead of time he would start, there, there were a few steps to it. First of all, he would run a radio giveaway for bottles of Hadakal. So people could come to the show where in places where like they weren't selling had a call yet. So they would say like, we're going to, we're going to have a show here, but your pharmacist isn't selling had a call, but we'll give you a free bottle of had a call, but you got to get it from your pharmacist. How are we going to get around that? So basically what would happen is all these, all these winners would have these gift certificates for free bottles of had a call and they'd go running into their drug stores and say, Get this stuff on the shelves. You got to get it now. I, I have a free thing. I don't know what it is, but I want it because yeah. it's free. Some guy gave me a bottle and I'm starting to sober up. <laughs> I need you to get more Hadakal. He would actually pay uh, housewives specifically. If he could find women, he would say, what I want you to do, I'll give you whatever, five bucks. Go to your pharmacy and beg the druggist for Hadakal. And, and so these, these poor pharmacies would just be overwhelmed with people begging for Hadakal. And so finally, the, they would start calling him and saying, like, listen, man, how much? I got to get this stuff. All, everybody wants it. So, so sell it to me. And so then that way he would sell more Hadakal, which is pretty ingenious. Yeah, it's pretty smart. Mm -hmm. Makes me want to get in that game. <laughs> 
And then, of course, he'd bring his medicine show to town, and he'd sell tons of how to call, and everybody loved it. And the medicine shows got huge. For the time, the celebrities they got were crazy. Like who? Okay, so some of the celebrities that were in the how to call medicine shows, George Burns and Gracie Allen, Bob Hope, Jack Benny, <laughs> Mickey Rooney, Cesar Romero, Carmen Miranda, Jimmy Durante, Rudy Valley, Hank Williams, all in the how to call medicine show. <laughs> Was Cesar Romero in the Joker outfit at the time? Because <laughs> I would be deeply disturbed if I had just drunk a bunch of Hattacall and then Cesar Romero popped up with that weird mustache below the makeup. Oh, just, just shave it, Cesar. Was the music uh, Hattacall themed? It was. There was a song written, the Hattacall Boogie, that was a really popular song at the time. And then Hank Williams would close out every show with a song about Hattacall as well that he wrote personally about Hattacall and how much he loved it. Because all the alcohol. Um, but eventually, like all patent medicines, the good days ended when the American Medical Association... Ah, uh, these guys. I know. Buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama, indeed, sir. <laughs> he ruined everything. Just trying to get some drunk kids out there. <laughs> the AMA came out and basically said, we hope no doctor ever tells anyone to take this for anything ever. Um, Time Magazine reviewed it and said, it's basically a murky brown liquid that tastes something like bilge water and smells worse, which kind of hurt its popularity. Squares. And then... <laughs> And then, of course, the FDA stepped in and said, okay, I don't care what your testimonials are. I don't care what you're doing. This, these are all lies. This is not, this is not fixing anything. You've got to stop. Even that, though, that wasn't the reason they went under. It was really just money. He was spending so much on advertising, which is crazy considering how much they were making, that the company eventually just collapsed because of how much money he was spending trying to sell people more how to call. How to call. <laughs> they tried to bring it back in both 1987 and 1997, which doesn't seem that what? long ago. Yeah. There were people who tried to revive it and sell Hattacall again. And I, by then, I guess, we're just informed enough to know, no, that's just booze. I can buy, I can, now you I can buy, I got beer. <laughs> I don't, I don't need that. You laugh, but you almost certainly have a patent medicine in your uh, medicine cabinet at home right now. Sid, what are some patent medicines that are still for sale? Uh, Luden's. Yep. Cough drops? Yeah. Those are. Um, an original, uh, Angostura bitters was originally a patent medicine. Yep. So you might Goody's have that. headache powder, right? Goody's headache powder was, yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of them. Uh, folks, uh, thank you so much to for being so kind to us here in Minneapolis. Uh, thank you to the Cedar for having us here. This is a beautiful place. We've had the most fun. Everybody's been super, super nice. Uh, they filled our whole hospitality rider, which we had a free booze. So thank you. Great, great. I love joke. this beer. Thank Thanks. you very much. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, we, uh, just to let you all know, there are posters for sale. Um, uh, Travis told me where they are, and I forget. They're over there. They're over there. <laughs> the audience knows. Thank the you, The audience guys. knows where Good they're for out. sale. <laughs> Buy one of those. They're, they're, they're specific to this show, so this is the only place that you can uh, get these. They say, I mean, there's other ones that look like them that were selling on this tour, but... They're, they say the name of Minneapolis on the bottom. <laughs> which is, like which is Minneapolis. That is the name of Minneapolis. The name of I'm the, assuming. Right now, look around by. you. This is Minneapolis. <laughs> You've made it. Uh, thank you to the taxpayers for letting us use their song. 
the medicines. Uh, thank you to you, Sydney, for uh, coming with uh, me and letting us bring the baby. Um, <laughs> thank you to the baby for apparently sleeping through the show. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> and uh, I think that's going to do it for us, right? Sorry to interrupt past Justin and past Sydney. It's present Justin and Sydney. Uh, we want to tell you, first off, good luck with that fly home, because woof, it's a doozy. Uh, that's going to do for us. Until next time that we uh, get to see all your smiling faces again, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. We all live